CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America show. Great to have you with us. President Trump has hit another new record high in the polls. In the most recent Fox News poll conducted three weeks after the first presidential debate, President Trump maintains what is a commanding lead. This poll has President Trump at 60% approval. That's up seven points from their last poll just a month ago. Governor Ron DeSantis still struggling to garner any support whatsoever. His numbers at just 13%, that's only two points ahead of a third-place Ramaswamy. President Trump, through all of these investigations and indictments and impeachments and special counsels and the non-stop hit jobs by the fake news media for now what is eight years, he's not only standing strong, but his numbers keep rising, and he's well on his way to the 2024 nomination and back to the White House. President Trump recently did an interview with Meet the Press. Don't ask me why he still talks to these people, but he does. And he was asked a question he was never asked before. Did President Trump give himself a pocket pardon before leaving the White House in anticipation of what the Marxist Dems were going to do to him once he was out of office? Take a listen to President Trump's very interesting response. I was given the option. I could have done a pardon of myself. You know what I said? I have no interest in even thinking about it. I never even wanted to think about it. And I could have done it. And all of these questions you're asking me about the fake charges, you wouldn't be asking me because it's a very powerful, it's a very powerful thing for a president. Um, I was told by some people that these are sick lunatics that I'm dealing with. Give yourself a pardon, your life will be a lot easier. I said, I would never give myself a pardon. And there he is, an innocent man under attack as always by the Marxist Dems and the deep state. 
Joint Chief of Staff Chairman Mark Milley set to retire at the end of the month. That's a hallelujah moment for the country. And thank God he's finally going to be gone. Milley recently sat down with ABC News and reflected on one of his most recent ill-advised decisions, his role in the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. General Milley says the way the Biden regime waited to evacuate American citizens, in his opinion, was a huge mistake. Here he is. It didn't end the way I wanted it. It didn't end the way any of us wanted it. Um, uh, look at when the enemy is occupying your capital, uh, that, uh, or the capital of the country that you supported, um, that's a uh, strategic setback, strategic failure. That's what I testified to in public. Uh, and there's no way you can describe that uh, as a strategic success. And certainly uh, taking 124,000 people out is an amazing logistical feat. That's true. Uh, and it exceeds that which came out of Vietnam during Operation Whirlwind. Uh, and those people are free today because of the courage and the bravery of, of all of those that were on the ground at, 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 uh, at the airport. But uh, in the broader sense, the, the war was lost. We, we were fighting the Taliban uh, and their allies uh, you know, for 20 plus years. Uh, and, uh, and they prevailed in that capital for a lot of reasons that we don't have time to go over today, but uh, sure, lots of regrets for, by a lot of us from, uh, from 911 on. General Milley forgets to mention that it was a fight lost to the Taliban under his leadership, under his counsel to the President of the United States, and under his watch. Our guest today has been in a nine-month standoff with the Pentagon. Our guest has been blocking the promotions for more than 300 senior Pentagon officers over the military's woke policies on abortion. And the policy he has challenged is one that allows military members paid time off and expenses paid for travel to other states for abortions. He says the Pentagon woke leaders are injecting their left-wing policies into our most sacred institutions and he will not stand for it. Joining us now is the man himself, Senator Tommy Tuberville. Senator, you are raising all sorts of a ruckus in the U.S. military and also on the other side of the aisle. And I have to say this to you, millions of Americans, in my judgment, are saluting you at this very moment for everything that you've done for the past nine months. Thank you, and I have to say, I applaud you for your courage and your principle. Well, thank you, Lou. I didn't come up here to sit on the back row. Uh, if, I, if I was going to do that, I would go and play golf and not worried about uh, our country. But I am so concerned about the United States of America that you and I had the great opportunity to grow up in. I'm, uh, I'm concerned about our Constitution. I'm concerned about the direction our country is going in. And I have decided I am going to speak up, stand up, and not take anything from these Democrats. Because I swear, I've been up here now going on three years. And not one thing has this administration, nor the Democrats, not one thing have they done to make our country better. Now, you talk about other countries, uh, we can talk a long time, but our country has taken way uh, big steps backwards. Everybody else has gone forward. I hope that's not the agenda of this administration, but I'm going to tell you, I, I don't see anything other than what I'm seeing today. Well, I was going to say, if you see anything, if you see a single policy, and I mean a single policy in this country, and I'm talking to the audience now, if you see one thing that this administration, this Biden regime has done in the interest of the United States, to the, to the senator's point, I mean, 
What has he done for America? It's just whether it's border policy, border security, immigration policy, whether it's fiscal policy, monetary policy, uh, foreign policy, it's it's just out of control. And I have to compliment you and thank you profoundly for what you are doing uh, in putting a block on military promotions. Uh, and, and you have raised the hackles of every... Uh, uh, well, certainly every two and three star uh, <laughs> uh, general I know, and as I read about the three and four stars, they must be on, they must all be on a campaign bus because they're going after you left and right. I, I personally, I would demote anyone that started talking this nonsense about a U.S. senator. But your your reaction to these people? Well, I was called by the Secretary of Navy, Army, and and I think Air Force. Uh, uh, a, somebody working with the communists and the terrorists. You know, I'm thinking, my gosh, I've been a citizen of this country. I've done everything I possibly do could educate kids to our constitution and, and good moral values and, and all my dealings with athletics over the years. My dad was career military. My family fought in the military. And I'm letting some buffoon call me a communist terrorist. Are you kidding me, Lou? Uh, that is the direction that we're going. And again, as I said earlier, they have not been told no in three years. Now, all of a sudden, um, an, an ex-football coach who happened to win to be a senator stood up and says, we're not going to do that anymore. They have hit the ceiling. Chuck Schumer doesn't know what to do. Elizabeth Warren and Mark Kelly and all these so-called Americans have ripped me apart. But you know what? It doesn't bother me one bit because I'm standing up for God, country, and family, and our Constitution. And if other people don't start doing that, Lou, we are going to have huge, or we already got huge problems. But we've got to get this train back on the right track. Without question. And I, I just want to share with the audience a couple of statements that were made. Uh, and if I can just pull this thing up here, uh, I've got his name uh, uh sitting here somewhere on a pile of papers. But anyway, he is a he's a four star general in the United States Air Force. And he was asked about whether or not the blocks that you put on about, what is it, 300 uh, basic uh, promotions uh, there. That number is growing, of course. Uh, he, he responded by saying it did, in fact, affect recruiting, that you are to blame for the recruiting shortfalls of the United States military. Now, that's a four-star general speaking, and I won't use his name because I can't find it. I would use it and shout it from the rooftops. That's a kind of idiot logic that I, th I think should be the basis for an immediate demotion from anyone on a general staff, because if his mind does not function better than that, what is he doing in a command position? Your reaction? Well, it's all about leadership. We, are, we have zero leadership in the Pentagon. Now, I won't say zero in the Pentagon. We've probably got some good people. But I know for a fact in the White House, there's zero leadership, and they all work hand in hand. Lou, you can't find a parking spot to park a, uh, any kind of car at the Pentagon right now because they all got two or three black SUVs, all these generals and admirals, with their entourages. Now, I want you to think about this. A four-star, a four-star has a budget of around three or $400 million and a staff of one to 2,000. Yeah, you heard me right. Each one of them. Now, we got 44 four-stars in the United States military as we speak. 44. We had seven during World War II. You don't think we're not top-heavy? And they're worried about we don't have enough people to make decisions? My God, the decisions that they made with Afghanistan, they should have cleaned the house over there. 
with the people that let this go on. So, hey, they don't need to talk to me about readiness or recruitment. Their recruitment started when they cut out 8,000 true Americans from the military for not taking a damn vaccine. Now, that is ridiculous. And we're finding out now it didn't work. I mean, it actually hurt people. They made the right decision. But this, this government, this administration we have now, Lou, they're off the tracks. They're not... I don't call it Republican and Democrat anymore. I call it Americans versus anti-Americans because it's exactly what it is. Well, it's a Marxist dim philosophy that has overtaken the Democrat Party. I, and and when I hear you speak, I, it just you confirm what has been. I think the American people understand uh, is that the military has been uh, just indoctrinated, and I'm talking about the leadership. They've taken over the military. They are more, it appears to be, a more emphasis on uh, gender affirmation policies and uh, rules and regulations and protocols than there are on in a basic readiness and and developing a, a you know combat ready military. I, I don't even hear them talk about it. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. And I again, I want to just say thank you, uh, Senator, for all that you're doing. We're going to take a quick pause here. We're going to come right back. We're talking with Senator Tommy Tuberville. He is a great American hero. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back. We're talking with Senator Tommy Tuberville. And, Senator, I have to ask, what is the reaction in the Senate? Because Mitch McConnell is not known to be a particularly uh, uh, solid, rock-solid leader. Uh, have you been getting a lot of flack and grief from uh, the leadership team over there? Oh, no. No, I haven't got a lot of flack, but I haven't got a lot of support either. And, and, and Senator McConnell's come out a couple of times. And Listen, Luke, we all got our opinion up here. Okay, I, I represent the people of Alabama and the citizens all over across this country that love our country. Uh, he thinks I'm doing, uh, I shouldn't be doing this. Now, uh, I've got my reasons. Uh, I'm out there looking at, I've got seven military bases in Alabama. We, a lot of defense contractors. I've traveled all over the world, around the world two times just last year, going to bases and talking to uh, generals and admirals and, and enlisted personnel at, our military needs help. Now, one thing I want to say, we got a, we got a strong military in some areas, but we have to have a hundred percent military, everybody on the same page, because if we don't have a strong military in the most dangerous time in you in my lifetime, I mean, you've been around for a while. We, if we don't have the strongest military that we can build as we speak, 
to protect us and our allies, we have nothing. We have nothing in this country. You can talk about everything else you want, but our military is the most important thing that we do. And I'm doing the best I possibly can to keep dang politics out of it. But I'll tell you, this group in the White House and Pentagon, they don't know anything but politics. They don't know leadership. They know the direction they want to send this country. And it's not anything that our parents or great-grandparents understood or would understand today. Well, you don't have to comment on what I'm about to say, but uh, and, and comment, please, if you if you do want to say something, uh, including argue with me. Uh, we won't argue rigorously. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into an arm wrestling match with you. But the fact is, uh, this military has become part of the fifth column that has grown up in this country. We have more to fear right now, in my judgment. From what we have done internally in this country, what we have allowed from the Black Lives Matter movement, from Antifa, from the Marxist Dems who control this puppet president who is impaired and compromised and who will never stand against the Communist Chinese Party ever. Uh, he is scared to death of them and he is aligned with them. And it's so clear that all of Wall Street and corporate America, it's not corporate America anymore, it's corporate global. Uh, they may be uh, maybe uh, founded in, uh, you know, and registered in Delaware, but uh, they're global. Uh, we are looking at a situation in this country we, we are, we've never faced. Uh, remember the Red Square in the 19, late 40s and 50s? This is the Red Square, only they're, they're true Reds, and most of them are American. Your thoughts? Well, you're exactly right. And again, we, we've got huge threats all over the world, and we all know about China and you know, they, the media tries to scare us about them, and they're going—they're a problem. But that guy wakes up every day, Lou, trying to find a way to, to feed 1.4 billion people. So uh, he, he's got a lot on his plate. Ukraine and Russia—you know—I'm I'm for Ukraine, but I hadn't voted for any money to go to him because it's like a junior high playing a, a college football team. Uh, they got no chance. We're—we're we're throwing the taxpayers' money in something. Nobody up here has any diplomacy skills. Our Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense, or President, or Vice President. Nobody should have been on the phone calling Putin like President Trump would, say, listen, we're shutting this thing down over here. You shut it down, and let's work out a deal. We have nobody that wants to talk about it. It just just, it just turns my skin to know that a lot of this money we're sending to Ukraine is not accountable for. It's going to places that probably the American taxpayer would say, "What? what's that money going there for? I thought we were trying to help Ukrainians, but... What scares me, Lou, today, the most, I think the biggest threat is what we just did in Iran. I've given them $6 billion to free hostages, which we don't pay ransom in this country until, until this, uh, this administration. We gave them money to continue to build on a nuclear weapon. And don't think these people won't use it. And our ally Israel is sitting there going, you know, we've got to decide if we're going to attack before they get it made. And when that happens, all heck's going to break loose. So we live, Lou, in a world that is really, really shaky. And this administration here, I don't think they have a clue, to be honest with you. They, they, they just put gas on the fire over there, and it's going to get worse and worse. And I can't wait to get these people out of that White House, if we can make it that long. I'm very honest. It, it scares me every day to see what's going on across not just our country, which, you know, we're our worst enemy right now within our borders, but... There's a lot of problems outside our borders. 
That's absolutely right. And this administration knows exactly what they're doing. Tony Blinken is not a smart man, but he is smarter than what he has uh, pretended to be. This is a this is a man who should have been in stopping this. Uh, the U.S. intelligence knew what Putin was going to do uh, six months before February 24th and let him do it. Uh, they encourage it in point of fact. President uh, Biden saying, well, you know, if it's just a minor incursion, I guess we could basically effectively, he said this, a minor incursion is the way express it. We could probably handle that, but not a major incursion. I mean, these idiots, I, I don't know why people don't talk straight about it. Uh, the man is demented. He is absolutely unfit for that office. He is an embarrassment. He's at G20. He can't even function. And his, his for some reason, uh, Dr. Jill is in a cabinet meeting and had to take over for him because he was incapable of uh, going on with the meeting. I mean, this on its face, you would think that the national corporate media would be dealing with this honestly, forthrightly and bringing bringing us all uh, into question. But instead, they are mouthpieces for the Marxist Dems. It's it's just that simple. I, I want to ask you, uh, what is it going to take to get the military to listen up and get straightened out so that the these uh, so they can resume their recruiting, as they put it? Well, we've got an all-volunteer military, and that ain't working with what's going on right now. Because if you look at the stats, Lou, and again, being on the Armed Services Committee, I see the recruitment, and we're way behind. The Marines are going to make their recruiting this year. Last year, we were 15,000 short in the Army. Uh, you, you look at what's going on. In, in the past, our military has been made up of about 45% of, of military families. Kids pass down generation to generation of wanting to get in the military. That's down to about 18%. Uh, hello, something's wrong. And when that happens, how, why is it happening? It's because these people that are in the military, the fathers and the mothers in the military said, no, 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 my kid's not getting in this mess. That's exactly what's happening. I don't care how much money you put in recruiting or what you throw out there in terms of inducements uh, to get th these young men and women into used to be the greatest military ever. I don't care what you do. It ain't going to work because they don't want to get involved and all this social justice, this DEI, I mean, it is absolutely a disaster. And it's going to get worse. I don't know how we fix it because we have got a lot of woke people in there. And, and of these 300 I'm holding as we speak, and they've given me time to vet all of them through different organizations. And, Lou, we got some winners, and uh, or non-winners, as I'd call them, uh, that want promotions to two, three, and four-star. Mm -hmm. uh, our country deserves better than that. Our men and women in uniform deserve better than that. Are the people that actually do the fighting, the colonels, the majors, the lieutenants, the, the sergeants, the privates, they deserve better than that. It's a shame we've gotten to this point with politics. We've got to get politics out of the military. Well, you and I were talking about the carrier, the Gerald Ford. Uh, I want to, right after, we're going to take a quick break here, just to pause. Uh, and I'd like to get some more information about what is going on, what is working in this military, because we've got something. What is that? Uh, is the Gerald Ford up to about twenty-five billion dollars in costs right now? We're gonna we're gonna find out. Uh, we're talking with Senator Tommy Tuberville, uh, a great American. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. 
And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Senator Tommy Tuberville. And Senator, I I just was talking about the Gerald Ford. Uh, That is one of the biggest uh, disasters in the history of the United States uh, fleet, uh, United States Navy fleet. Uh, it took, I think, 15 years to actually build that uh, aircraft, as I recall. Give us uh, give us your sense of the quality of the decision-making going on just in the U.S. Navy now. Well, we've had people with oversight of that thing, Lou, that was absolutely either uh, not qualified, turning their head, or just absolutely didn't know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, that happens a lot up here, especially in, in the oversight of the money being spent. But the Gerald Ford took forever. He went out on his uh, maiden voyage not too long ago. They have about eight to 10,000 people on board. And, of course, I raised Kane about the maiden voyage. They they allowed a, a young lady to get on there to read poems to everybody on the ship over the loudspeaker on the maiden voyage. And, and you know, I asked uh, General, uh, Admiral Gilday, who is the chief of the Navy, what in the world? I said, I said this is the maiden voyage of of a multi-multi-billion-dollar ship, supposedly the best ever, and you're making people listen to poems over the loudspeaker. What is our military coming to? My dad would, uh, if he was still alive, he would, he'd be just be shaking his head uh, about the direction our military is going. Uh, but as I said earlier, I, we were talking about there's one gentleman that wants a, a promotion, and but he was oversight on the Gerald Ford. And it was an absolute disaster, and they want to give him another star just because he shows up for work, I guess, and, and it fits their narrative. It, it's, it's not something that, that we can be proud of right now, the direction that we're going. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people don't realize that that, sh- that ship was supposed to have been uh, seaworthy 20 years ago, and, and uh, almost 20 years ago. The elevators that bring the aircraft up to the flight deck didn't work. They couldn't make them work for years. I mean, we're not talking about this was like a six-week delay. Uh, they had the design of the ship was completely screwed up. The manufacturing uh, in the ship was screwed up. Uh, the, I, I don't know of anything about the ship other than the fact that its hull apparently worked uh, pretty well. Uh, that was correct. It, it's just an astonishing tale, and people, uh, it, it took for, forever for that maiden voyage, as you as you call it, for them to put to sea and to be actually, I think they are now actually in the fleet. But my Lord, what a story it is. And unfortunately, it's been replicated in aircraft and the Air Force and the, uh, across all of the branches. So you mentioned the volunteer uh, military. Why don't we go back to what worked for this country for a very long time? And that was a draft. Your thoughts? Oh, my goodness. If you said that up here, you'd have people running for cover, Lou. Uh, and I've always been for uh, men and women to have maybe a 13th year of, of high school or maybe just use their senior year of, of training them 
in, in certain areas, uh, uh, in some facet of the military, kind of like uh, Israel does and mm-hmm. a couple other countries. Uh, but I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't get that to fly up here. I mean, these these people they they uh, uh, again being so woke, they couldn't control them. And and, and again, all all this. Uh, group in the Democratic Party, the activists, uh, they look for some kind of control. And uh, Lord help us all if we actually taught discipline again and, and values and uh, a situation where people had to go by orders every day, get up at five in the morning and make their bed. I mean, that'd be, that, that would be asking way too much of, of uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of our young people would be great at it. Cause I, I made them do that. I, my kids, when I coached them, Hey, we all got up at five thirty in the morning and uh, some of them had never seen the sunrise, but uh, I got great <laughs> comments from them after they graduate. But uh, you know, yeah, I know where you're coming from. And uh, I, I would love to see some kind of training uh, that we could do. Uh, if we could money be money well spent, you know, hell Lou, we're $33 trillion in debt. And I wanted to say something. Where is this great infrastructure, military, all these things? We ought to have streets of gold, all of our plumbing, our pipes, our water, our dams, uh, our airports, our trains. It's, they should be in micro. Where is that $33 trillion that we spent? And uh, it's gone. It's either stolen or misappropriated or misused. We, it has been a disaster you know, with this federal government for many, many years, not just with Biden. Uh, it, we have gone on a somewhere that nobody's kept their eye on the, on the cookie jar. And, and again, we, we, we should be the shining example on the hill. And we are struggling to make ends meet. Senator, we, uh, we appreciate you being with us today. We thank you so much. You're an inspiration to us all. And I assure you, uh, I, I can't speak for all of those folks in the military, but I'll make you a bet that. 90% of them uh, are deeply, deeply appreciative for all that you're doing to bring uh, bring focus to all that is wrong with the leadership of the United States military right now. Uh, Coach, uh, we, uh, we really appreciate you, and we thank you very much for all that you're doing for America. Uh, Senator Tommy thank Coverville, you. thanks for being with us. Thank you. God bless. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Tomorrow, please be with us. We're joined by... Attorney Mike Davis, he's the head of the Article 3 project, and the uh, QAnon shaman himself, Jacob Chansley, joins us, and intrepid journalist Emerald Robinson. And please be with us. We appreciate you joining us. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and please go to LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. America.